0: sorry for the delay but we are back welcome to episode two of duh the podcast today we are going to talk about the nfl divisional weekend preview the upcoming championship weekend as well as go through who we think deserves to be the 2022 nfl mvp and we start saturday afternoon jags at chiefs kansas city 27 jags 20
1: all right let's get into it so Given that they won, and a win is a win is a win, I'm going to save the majority of my Mahomes injury comments and, I guess, overall Chiefs comments to the championship preview because that's where they will be most pertinent. But just going to give a shout-out to Uncle Frank for now tying Reggie White, I believe, in career playoff sacks, and I hope he spent the night just – felony speeding in Kansas City, spraying his Uzi out the window along the way.
0: (laughs) There's literally
1: um, no doubt. (laughs) Jay, after the insincere text you sent me on Saturday night because I had some time to kill, I just wanted to give you a chance to be on the right side of history, even though you were trying desperately to be on the wrong side of history. I'll summarize here. Spring 2019 post-Frank Clark trade someone we know who I will rename nameless for their own safety, (laughs) quote tweeted the trade details and said this was one of the worst trades he's ever seen in uh, basically shitting on the Chiefs. You responded to said tweets leading with WTF for our older audience that does stand for what the fuck (laughs) and followed on to say some very mean things in favor of how good of a player he was. So, considering they also won the Super Bowl that following season when he had a playoff sack in every single game, I'm going to give you a chance to get back on this double BJ train with me and ride it all the way to the Super Bowl, considering one more sack next week, and he passes Terrell Suggs for sole possession of uh, third place all time, which I'm sure you would love to hear. So, that's all I have. Other And like I said, I'll save my big picture stuff for the end. Um, well,
2: I do always have a soft spot for Frank Clark as a former Michigan Wolverine and the fact that he lives and dies by the baggy long
1: sleeves under his... With the brace, maybe even underneath said baggy long (laughs) sleeves. Yeah. So, I mean, also the fact that his name is Frank is
2: always awesome too. Um, yeah, honestly, Frank's lap. If, to be completely honest, um I don't think this would be much of a shock to our probably seven person audience, but um and growing daily i <laughs> I hate the Kansas City Chiefs with every fiber of my being, mainly because of their quarterback but um but yeah, I mean, Frank Clark, I have a soft spot for, but if you play for any other team, I would be all aboard the double b j train with you. With that being said, um, as far as my comments on the game, I think it went just about as expected. If anything, I think the Jags put up more of a fight than anyone was really expecting. Um, I was ass wrong on Trevor Lawrence. I thought he was going to be not necessarily bad, because I feel like it's, in today's NFL, it's pretty impossible to be a bad, like just awful quarterback, um, unless your name is Skyler, Um. So, I mean, the Jags are just probably a year ahead of schedule. But as far as the game itself goes, yeah, I don't I don't think any anybody's really surprised by anything. And Mahomes milking that injury is no. just typical Mahomes. I mean, walking perfectly fine and then, God forbid, a play's about to start, then all of a sudden it's like he doesn't even have a foot. He's such a fairy, loves the spotlight, whatever. Chiefs are probably going to win the Super Bowl. But whatever,
1: Josh. I told you he was going to bring this up.
0: I mean, he's definitely injured.
2: Oh, I'm not disputing the fact that he's injured. But can we all agree that he's being a
1: little overdramatic? I mean, if you I don't know he up, looked like if shit. You looked up the picture of high ankle sprain in the dictionary. It would be a picture of
0: what happened. It would be a picture of me first, <laughs> <laughs> and
1: coming back in the same
2: game after what I went through with getting my foot obliterated in Tampa for flag football world for those who don't know. Um that's why we couldn't have
0: an episode last
2: week. Yeah, I was too busy blowing it again in the playoffs. Cool. Um, yeah. After I went through that, I have zero tolerance for the mellow dramatics of Patrick Mahomes.
1: I have sub zero tolerance for you. And furthermore, let me standard.
2: just let me just add this on top. His stupid wife tweeting like, that's my baby, after a, a touchdown, or whatever the hell he did, post-injury, I wanted to literally lay in the middle of 695. Hot yeah, but so did well. he. This is,
0: the,
1: this is the last thing I'll say before we let Josh go. Hot Hotcake as well, we were discussing this. Is she somehow getting hotter, though, because she's <laughs> so unfathomably, unfathomably rich now that she is just pouring money into her image, and it's slowly improving? No, it is not improving <laughs> whatsoever.
0: <laughs> Dude, honestly, you, I'd rather... You know why it's rather, improving? It's improving because she's no longer hanging out with Jackson. I was just about to say... I would My favorite fuck, Mahomes. I would rather fuck Jackson Mahomes than Brittany.
2: <laughs> That's not... I'd not rather favorite. fuck
0: Frank Clark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... where's yours? Mahomes looked terrible when he came back in. They should have just left Chad Henny in and should think about starting him next week.
1: Fair. He does
0: have the longest playoff drive in Kansas City Chiefs history. And yeah, I mean, he, if Mahomes that's really is hurt. Yeah. It, it's all system anyway. Yeah, I mean the Jags have to feel foolish not blitzing a guy who can't move. That that might be where my take ends on the Jags. Players. Fair, but the the Jags also.
2: I mean, they the plays were there in order for them to make it really a game. I mean, the the Christian Kirk drop, uh, the the f- the fumble by Agnew was backbreaking. Obviously, that would have made it a really interesting game. Um, so I mean, I think the Jags were right there. It's just a couple things you know didn't go their way. Obviously, yeah, for but, sure on
0: offense they have the talent. I mean, Christian so Kirk Lawrence, is a number one wide receiver in the NFL. And, like, Lawrence has played well since his four-pick first half, but not blitzing a guy who couldn't put long any long pressure played. on one foot just seems foolish. How how will, scared could you possibly be of big plays in the secondary where you can't save one guy to blitz?
2: I, I will say one quick thing on me being wrong about Jacksonville. Um, I was on the front lines making fun of their wide receiver spending in free agency between Kirk and Zay Jones and friends. Um yeah, I I, I, I,
0: I would that. like to point out that I drafted Colin and I drafted both Zay Jones and Christian Kirk to our dynasty league uh two years ago, three years ago. So we were ahead of the curve on that one. That Slother is we they were on different yeah. teams. <laughs> that is beyond impressive. He's <laughs> have just gotten better since coming to
1: Jacksonville. Dougie P, baby. All right, last thing for real, um, to your counterpoint, Josh, I mean, last time I checked, Kadarius Tony was playing, so if you bring the house, that's basically just a walk-in touchdown. So got to triple-team him at all times.
0: And secondly <laughs> – Yeah, but he's only on the field for 30% of the plays, so blitz every other time. Yeah, but had, I'm all for I'm all for being scared of Kadarius Toney. You yeah. should defenses should be.
1: Um, And then but the other thing I will say, I guess, is a positive for the Chiefs is that short of the Agnew fumble, which was egregious, but also wouldn't have changed the lead, even though it would have really tightened it. Short of that one play, I feel like almost everything up until that point point for sure went as well as it could for the Jags. They took advantage of the Chiefs' terrible special teams, and Mahomes got hurt. So it was like, it was another thing where it was like, it was a close game, but everything that possibly went right did, and they still fell short.
0: Well, that Christian Kirk drop, too. Yeah, true.
1: That was a good throw.
0: Okay, next game, Saturday night, Giants at Eagles. Eagles thirty eight, Giants seven. And my Eagles <laughs> dominated at every level of the game. Uh my guy, Jalen Hurts, been <laughs> on him forever, made zero mistakes, and gets to take an easy easy in the second half. Heal that shoulder coming into next week. I like where my Eagles are at moving forward. This was a big I, night for me. I was I was on Jalen Hurts' watch. Before this game, I was like, I need a quarterback to root for. I think I want to pick Jalen Hurts. Watch the game, zero mistakes. That's my kind of guy.
2: I think this is going to be the shortest recap, um, mainly because of the amount of money I put on the Giants' more <laughs> line. Hey, you were feeling it. I definitely thought that was going to be the upset of the weekend. Um, I was right in a different sense in terms of being upset. Uh, Danny Dimes threw very few dimes, um, but much like the Jags, I would say the Giants have to be thrilled um, with how the season went overall. Um, again, I think they were also about a year ahead of schedule i mean Dayball is literally i mean literally a uh, a quarterback whisperer if you will um it's insane the way he no gets argument the, here the way he yeah. gets the guys to to cut down on the turnovers and you know make the play right play when it's there um saquon is all the way back although hearing today that he turned down 12 million dollars a year is ludicrous in today's world, in my opinion, especially with the injury history he has. I would have jumped at that if I were him. But, uh, yeah, overall, little to say. Um, Eagles, uh, look like they're back and better than ever. Um, Lane Johnson being still kind of iffy. He was still hobbling around, even though he played. I think that's definitely cause for concern playing against a defense that has Nick Bosa. Um, uh, but we'll get more into that later. So uh yeah, as far as this game's concerned, Eagles of Care Business, that video of that guy screaming go birds on Barstool made my day. And it,
0: um it's weekly with them, it's just
2: impressive. Dude, that fucking guy was insane. <laughs> just get the fuck out of my city. <laughs> um, anywho, he also just kinda looks like if me and Cody morphed, but um yeah. Game was a blowout, start to finish. Not even worth watching past the second quarter.
1: Yeah, I actually fell asleep in the fourth quarter of this game. Um, for me, it was like when they went up 14-0, I was like, they just don't have the roster to come back from this. It was a great season overall for the Giants. The only thing I would say is this was such a bad loss that you still leave with a bad taste in your mouth, even though you overachieved up until this point and Dave Ball is coach of the year all my other comments on the Eagles, like you said, that I'll basically just save for the championship preview and I don't have anything else.
0: Yeah, one more note on the Eagles is they won so easily that I don't even know if they feel like they're in the playoffs yet. May, may be a factor, but again, we can talk about that more in our preview. So on to Sunday afternoon, Bengals at Bills, Bengals 27, Bills, no, that can't be right. Bills 10? At home? In you know, a okay. blizzard. Thoughts? Um, I have many thoughts on this
2: game. Um, Probably 100% of them are going to be on the complete opposite side as you two. Josh, you seem to be more uh, leaning to the side of reason rather than Colin and his hyperbolic, asinine, disrespectful comments per usual. Um, but I'll start with everyone but Josh Allen. So first and foremost, I don't think anybody saw the Bengals offensive line playing the way they were, they played. Um, that was definitely the talk of the week. Yeah, they up. definitely showed out. Uh, for them to push around a top five elite defense, a front seven, even though they didn't have Von Miller, it's still an elite front seven. Um, to bully them and run the ball for 172 yards in a blizzard when Buffalo has to expect that the running game with Joe Mixon back, um, inexperienced offensive line, like to allow them to just push you around up and down the field is just poor coaching that falls head and shoulders on Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier. Um, total embarrassment on defense. Um, Burrow is, lights out. I don't think anyone can really argue, Well, you can definitely argue this, but I think personally is the best pure quarterback in the NFL. Um, Now getting into Buffalo and their offensive uh, ineptitude, Josh Allen definitely didn't play his best game, but uh, Buffalo's offensive line pushed around just as much as the defensive line was. They can't run the ball for shit. The fact that Josh Allen was the leading rusher with 26 yards is pathetic. Ken Dorsey has no idea what he's doing, calling plays. It's basically just like, hey, you know, Cincinnati, we're going to throw the ball every fucking play, and you know it. We all know it. Everyone in the stadium knows it, and hopefully Josh Allen just makes a play. That's been the offense uh, this entire year, essentially. Um Did Josh Allen play well? No. <sighs> I'd say. On the go, survey says no. Yes, yes, and no. Um, did he miss some throws? Absolutely. I think the weather does have a lot to play in that. Obviously, everyone's going to be like, oh, he's 6'5, 240. You should be able to throw the ball in any weather with that arm, blah, blah. It's still tough to throw in that weather. Burrow even missed some throws. Um, he skipped one to Hayden Hurst. That should have been a, a walk in touchdown. They scored anyway. Um, Gabe Davis had a, a criminal drop. I mean,. That 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 bomb puts him right back in the game. That
0: They ended up hunting on that drive. Counterpoint, uh, that was a good defensive play as well. He he did drop it, but that, that might have gotten broken up regardless.
2: Yeah, but he dropped it before the guy even hit the ball. That's the yeah. problem. Now, yeah. if he would have – had he actually, like, made the catch and the guy knocks it straight through, I wouldn't be as upset. I'd still be upset, obviously, but – the fact that he didn't even have it in the first place was just pathetic, which is why he reacted the way he did. Um, so, yeah, I don't think Josh Allen, def- he definitely didn't play, like, his best game. He definitely didn't play to standard, but I also wouldn't say they lost that game because of him. Um, obviously, with all the, the media hype behind Josh Allen, much of which I don't even agree with, even though he's one of my favorite players, um, is why people jump on him so hard. It's much like the Lamar thing, Um, much like the Mahomes thing, anytime they lose or anytime they don't play particularly well, it's, oh, my God. Um, I I don't think Josh Allen even plays a really well game, you know, like a two-touchdown, no-pick, 300 yards. I still don't think they win with the way the defense played, the way Cincinnati was running the ball, the way he was running for his life, um, time possession, all that stuff. I, I don't think regardless of what he did outside of, you know, An insane 500 yards, five-touchdown game. Regardless, I don't think the Bills win that game. Bengals are just a better team.
0: Yeah, I mean, you kind of took away some of my arguments by downplaying Josh Allen a little bit, as well as explaining that half of the frustration with Josh Allen comes from how the media talks about him. He's not a terrible quarterback. But he's a quarterback that consistently can't get it done, and every year he's the MVP front runner, and the Bills are the Super Bowl front runners going into the season. And it's just—I I don't know—I I don't know what it'll take for that to end. He—he turns the ball over at an outrageous rate for a, a number one quarterback. Can and I'm he can, and he can't win in the playoffs. In further in the playoffs, I should say he's won in the playoffs, obviously a few times, but. He's never gotten to the big one.
2: Can I make a counterpoint to that? Obviously, yes. You you could technically say he hasn't won the big one. But as the most anti-quarterback wins guy in the fucking world, you cannot hold last year's loss at Arrowhead to him whatsoever. He walked off that field with the lead and 13 fucking seconds left in the clock. The fact that McDermott, Leslie Frazier, that alleged number one defense, A, let them get in field goal range in two plays with 13 seconds and B let them march right down the field and put up 42 on them. Again, alleged number one defense that cannot be held against Josh Allen, especially, you know, obviously we all know the rule change, whether your opinion on it or not, like didn't even get the ball in overtime. That loss cannot be held on him. He could not have played better. I think most people would agree. He even outplayed Mahomes for most of that game. The reason my Buffalo was in the game was solely Josh Allen.
0: Um, so yeah, but a, counterpoint, it, to your counterpoint, that was still the divisional round. That wasn't the AFC championship game. So he would have still I, needed to win that one and win the next one to make it to the big one.
2: No, I agree. But I also, like I said, I just don't think you can hold that loss against him personally. And also given his overall postseason statistics. Obviously, statistics don't tell the whole story because the fiasco he had a few years ago um, before his big, his first breakout year when they went 10-6. and six is. Year two, that fiasco in Houston, um, fumbling or whatever that lateral thing was he attempted. Um, I do agree on the turnovers, not not so much the interceptions because the interception rate isn't that high. I mean, he only threw two more than Mahomes. I think one more than Burrow this year for the amount of pass attempts to um, yards per attempt and interceptions thrown. I don't think that's the issue. My issue is how often he fumbles for his size. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely careless as far as running the ball, but, um, his interception rate, interceptions are not an issue for Josh Allen whatsoever. Sure. Where they are sometimes is, you know, mind boggling, but, um, in terms of just overall taking it at face value, you know, 14 picks and 600 attempts is is not. Yeah. uh,
0: He had almost a hundred. Had almost a hundred. And two more picks. 100 less attempts and two more picks.
2: Yeah, again, though, but 600 attempts and 14 interceptions is not a high turnover. It's not a high interception rate. That is, you know, consistent with, you know, prime Peyton Manning's of the world, um, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, obviously, I mean Drew Brees, it, no, he's not Aaron Rodgers in terms of protecting the ball in term, with interceptions, but um, I, I don't think – the main issue with his interceptions is this year he threw too many close to his own end zone and too many in the rest zone. Yes, that is an issue that needs to be cleaned up, but I also think a lot of that is him being forced to, to feel like he needs to make a play rather than he can dish off some responsibility to teammates.
1: Josh, you got anything else?
0: Uh my last note on this will be if you're as highly doubted as Josh Allen, you find a way to get it done. Regardless regardless of the pressure on you, regardless of how your team's performing, you, you get it done. Do you, you say win, that, you win the big games.
1: Do you say that to Dan
2: Marino? Do you say that to even Derek Carr, who is at, Marino. at worst, the twelfth best quarterback in the NFL and his since he's been in the league, the Raiders overall thirty second best defense. I mean
0: Yeah, I mean he needs yeah, he needs to get it done. He got benched for a reason. He wasn't getting it done. I think as a quarterback to be at the top and also Derek Carr isn't talked about like Josh Allen.
1: No, I think I, that
0: that is part of it for me. Is people talk about him as one A, one B with Patrick Mahomes, and I just think there's you know, three, four, five other quarterbacks that may be talked about above him at this point that, you know, aren't getting the same aren't getting the same love. That, that's what that's what I have on it. All right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to add too much. And again, <clears throat> I will agree that the majority of my Josh Allen hatred isn't even hatred towards him, if that it's towards the media about how good he is when I agree that he remains yet unproven and careless and just flat out dumb in a lot of areas. I don't think he's terrible. I don't genuinely think he's a bottom 10 quarterback in the league. He's a top 15 quarterback, but people talk about him like he's better than Patrick Mahomes. He's probably a top 10 quarterback. Sorry. I I didn't even mean it like that. I'm just saying like, I don't hate him. Like I'm not confirmed. Josh Allen is
0: in the top half of the NFL. Yeah, he is I'll, at worst
1: I, I, at worst the third best quarterback in the NFL right this second. No, 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 not, no, not at worst.
2: Easily, not at worst. Easily. Anyway,
1: back to what I was saying. I guess somewhat on that same thread, I'm thinking big picture state of the franchise for the Bills at this point. I mean, realistically, they've regressed for the past three years, as you brought up, Jay. Their defensive coach has not put together a good defense currently. Um, His contract is about to, is just his contract annual value is only going to go up and up over the next couple years. And he had his best year when he peaked out in Brian Dayball's system, who is now proven to be at least some of the reason behind his success with how Daniel Jones played this year. So, I am genuinely wondering if Josh Allen's best year is behind him at this point. That's all of that is just frankly inaccurate and
2: hyperbolic. Um, you're being very intellectually dishonest. It's you're acting like Josh Allen is falling off a cliff. He's had three straight years of 35 touchdowns. Um, I mean, he's still essentially having a borderline identical season. Um, his completion percentage is still mid 60s. 35 touchdowns consistently, mid-4,000s in yards passing, 700 yards rushing like clockwork. I mean, to, to try and make it out as if he's, you know, falling off a cliff like Lamar Jackson is just crazy to me. And to say the Bills didn't have a good defense is also outrageous. They just shit the bed for the second consecutive year in the playoffs.
0: Josh um, Allen's but, completion percentage was 23rd in the NFL this year. Okay, mid, but mid sixties is just it's standard the baseline it's, at this point.
2: Yeah, it's standard at this point. But the way they throw the ball down the field, like I'll take sixty three, sixty four percent.
0: You yeah, give me the running. You give me the running, the big play.
2: You give me the, running, give me the, things, like, give me the run it yeah, but the, you you talk about Lamar and then add the nuance. Like what are the level of throws Lamar's asked to make? Middle of the field, ten yards max, really. Have they rarely pushed the ball down the field? Look at his passing yards. I mean, it's not a question he's got more yards he's got more games under 250 yards passing than he does over I mean it's just come on
0: I don't know why we're comparing him to Lamar that was never even brought up
1: the last thing I'll say is on that similar subject is I think you brought this up earlier Josh but when I was watching the game and I watched the whole game because of the snow which favors the offense with the defense slipping around it looked like both teams had a lot of receivers running wide open and Burrow was just hitting his guys and Josh Allen wasn't a lot of the time. It,
2: in what world does bad weather favor the offense?
1: That is favors literally. the
0: wide receivers over yeah. the cornerbacks.
1: That's what I mean. I I just and pretty- the offensive skill positions over the secondary.
0: I think that's pretty literally, unanimously believed that the offense knows where they're going, defense doesn't, so it's harder to react in a wet, slippery field.
2: Literally before the game even started, they said like receivers need to no, know to catch the ball with their bodies, not their hands, because the,
0: how slippery the
2: ball is going to be. I that, I totally disagree that the weather overtly. It's, favored it's about the getting
0: game. open. It's about getting. They didn't have the opportunity to catch it because he was overthrowing them when they were open.
1: Not Gabe Davis. Last thing I'll well, say, on I'm the one, play, that
0: one play that would have made it a one score game. So would have the digs one that he missed wide well, open on the first drive. First drive as he was about to get hit running, moving
2: up in the pocket because he's running for his life. The he whole had time.
0: space in front of him, behind him to the left and to the right. It wasn't a tough throw. How did he how did he have
2: space? Are you talking about are you talking about digs?
0: Diggs had room in front of even if Josh Allen like barely got it there getting it the, there wasn't the, the issue safety. it wasn't the
2: pass rush no the ball had to get out right then and there the safety was Yeah but out. that
0: what I'm saying is he could it the distance of the ball was not yeah. the issue
2: You're saying he had space to the right which is just not true and if he'd let him I'm sorry if he He had space
0: Diggs had space on all sides no. including no. Including, no. including like t- 15 yards in front of him
2: the safety was coming over the top. That ball had to get out right then and there. Sure, it, he should have made the throw. 15 but.
0: yards of cushion on every side. The safety was coming, but it would have taken him a while to get there. No. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. We can find the screenshot of the play. He was outrageously open.
1: Outrageous. I would just, Jay, I would just love to hear you defend some other quarterbacks the way you're defending Josh Allen right now. So I would. He's getting
2: he's getting the same treatment that Baker Mayfield did, which really gets under my skin. Whenever he wins a game. Well, I shouldn't say that now because Josh Allen's gotten to the point where he wins. It's all him, which drives me crazy. I had a a tweet today about Cam Newton getting all the credit for that 2015 season when he won MVP. It's the same thing. Quarterbacks nowadays, and this is coming from someone who, you know, yeah, I play flag football, whatever play quarterback. Um, Quarterbacks nowadays get way too much credit for wins and way too much blame for losses. It's just, it's driving me crazy. You know, Mahomes, um, Allen, whoever it is, no matter what they do, it's like the highest of highs, lowest of lows. If they lose, they put up 10 points yesterday, the Bills. It's all Josh Allen. The, the Bengals defense gets little to no credit. Um, no one talks about the fact that he was a leading rusher with 26 rushing yards. They ran the ball for 63 yards as a team. You're not going to win many playoff games doing that. And you're also not going to win many playoff games when at home with top six defense, you give so the up. The issue with
0: this under- argument is it's the same for every quarterback. So it's like it's essentially a useless argument. Every, quarter, every quarterback gets the credit for the wins and the blames for the losses.
2: Yeah, and It's I'm not arguing- different
0: for Josh Allen. I'm just arguing he has more
2: context and nuance. And that's for every quarterback.
0: Yeah, I agree that that should be the way it's looked at, but it's not as a whole. So we can't just dial it in on Josh Allen's games. We can't. Just, it, is,
1: we can't it break is, the it rules. for Josh, Josh Allen only. It. Oh wait, Ashley, I I'm not, we can change. I'm not, don't worry, kind of rules just for
0: I'm, Josh Allen.
2: I'm not. Don't worry. When we get to the MVP conversation, mine is not a quarterback because I actually believe that's in crazy. context, context, nuance. And quarterbacks are not the end-all, be-all. For example, I will die defending Dan Marino. His big knock is, oh, he doesn't have Super Bowls. Who gives a fuck about Super Bowls? The same people that argue a for A lot of Super people. Bowls. Yeah, the same people that argue for a quarterback wins are, are saying that you know, football is the ultimate team game. It's 11-on-11, 11 11, not 1-on-11. On I bet so, Josh Allen cares about Super Bowls. I'm sure he does, but he's also a team guy, and he needs the team to play well around him. He should not have to be the entire offense
1: is my argument. Yeah, they didn't play well collectively as a team. And I will say this, back to big picture, as the Bills, if you are looking big picture, they've coasted to a division win and have made it to the playoffs the past three years in a row after, you know, not being that good for a while. So that's good. Like, he's a good player, and they're a good franchise. But my problem comes in where every major sports media, which, granted, they're all stupid, but going into every season for the past 3 years we act like Allen is as good as Mahomes and the Bills are just going to walk to the Super Bowl that's my problem with it and it's my counterness to that which is drives my hatred for him and this game was just never close
2: yeah and that was my point before no matter how well he played outside of like an all-time all-time great game like Ben Roblesberg, five hundred yards, six touchdowns, which he did back to back weeks. Um,
0: the Bills are not winning that game. I mean that's fine, but he also didn't play well.
1: He never even gave him a chance. It's like we never like you said, we never even saw him throw for like three hundred and two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Like it's not like he even had a good enough game to give his team a chance. I I wouldn't agree with that totally.
0: What's getting avoided here is Joe Burrow is top echelon now, I think it's safe to say, at oh, every yeah. level. Two, he's corny as fuck, and I hate his guts. His face oh. pisses me off more than any other face on the planet currently.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, I, I think I said this last pod. Um, my, personally, this was last pod, I, I would have Burrow, then Allen one and two, um, subject to change. Um, but yeah, I, I think bro is the cream of the crop. Uh, I hate what, how
0: good he is. The way he, plays, the way and he space the way he plays, he's not that cool.
2: Oh no, he's the dude. He's such a douche. Um, he gives me like, like jersey tries on.
0: way too hard.
2: Yeah, no, he, he's the worst. He's like the kid in high school that starts getting really into like sneakers and like he, he's the kid from like an upper middle class area that starts like selling pot and like tries, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, he has somebody actually cool buy his clothes and then wear them and everyone's like, Wow, you're cool.
2: Yeah, no. He he's every upper middle class
1: pot dealer from Perry Hall. <laughs> uh.
0: Alright. Enough with this game.
1: I uh yeah, I mean I hate his guts as much as you do. Like he drives me crazy, but I would say he is without a doubt the second best. Quarterback in the league behind Mahomes, but I just have no desire to
0: talk about it. Well, maybe Jalen Hurts. Uh, <laughs> Sunday night, Dallas at San Francisco, 49ers 19, Cowboys 12. I cannot wait to go last.
1: Am I starting with this one? Yes. It's, all right. Um,. <laughs> I really don't have much to say other than it's fun to watch Mike McCarthy in the playoffs on the sideline. I mean, I've never been a Dak guy, so I'm not – I mean, granted, it's not like all the people – or, like, it's not like when we talk about this, everybody already knows our preconceived notions. But I've never been a Dak guy, so I don't even feel the need to rag on him. Like, yeah, he definitely played like shit, but – I never thought he was going to play that well to begin with and was going up against a great defense. The 49ers, I mean, good win. The fact that they've just made it this far is, I guess, impressive, even though they have a great roster. I'll, I'll really just save my 49ers comments along with my Eagles comments for the championship game. So I don't really have anything. I'll hold off on pretty much everything Niners related, and I mean, the Cowboys are just the Cowboys. I never expected them to win this game. Even if they got a lead and the 49ers were in a pressure situation, I still never believed in them.
0: Yeah, con- confirmed Zeke is not a center. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that even, play like, was I'm hilarious. I give
1: them shit for that play call because, like, the game was fucking over. Like, they were yeah, in the it like, but beyond. it's still, like,
0: at least run a play that has a chance.
1: That was that fire Jim Zorn shit, though, so I was honestly just with it. McCarthy? You know McCarthy was just in his bag with that one. Like, he drew that play up and was like, I'm a fucking
0: genius. Yeah, he loved it. He was like, we're scoring a touchdown here. Zeke at center? Are you kidding me? (laughs) He could not be fatter. Like...
2: He barely, like, he always has his arm crossed, and he can barely reach, like, his other bicep when he has his arms crossed. It's insane. He needs to
1: strap the bomb to his chest, like Bruce Arians <laughs> at this point, and just become, like, half Frankenstein
0: monster. <laughs> yeah, this game just confirmed that. Well, I have no stats to back this up, but Dallas cannot <laughs> put multiple games in a row together. As good as they looked last week on offense, they looked as terrible this week. They Where couldn't get anything going. Up? Yeah. I mean, there is a chance at that as well, but I mean Dak threw five pickable balls and only two he, got caught.
2: Yeah, I am um uh, I am so out on the Dak thing. Yeah. Um but I'm will... in and out.
0: That's the thing. He gets me sometimes. I'm not inherently a Dak guy, but sometimes he plays, and with the weapons he has, I'm like, oh, he can definitely get it done. He can't. I'm out. Yeah, no. He's,
2: like, firmly cemented himself at, like, the 14 to 16 range of uh quarterbacks. Like, dead smack in the middle. He will have games where he lights it up, obviously. Um I mean... I hate to say it because Kirk's my boy and I think Kirk's better than him, but I think he's a, he's Kirk Cousins with more upside because he's more athletic and I think he has just, um those random massive games like, uh, a year or two ago when he had all those like huge comebacks and he was having 400 yard games, blah, blah, blah. Um, but after that game, my biggest thing in terms of, uh, Dallas goes is McCarthy is not the issue. I think Kellen Moore and Dak and the Zeke cap hit is gonna cripple this team. Um Kellen Moore's play calling is so dull for what they have. Um they they still give the ball to Zeke too much. Obviously they they were forced to once Pollard got hurt. But um I just I just don't see it with Kellen Moore and I don't see really any offensive coordinator what they can do outside of someone like Kyle Shanahan or McVeigh um could really elevate Dak to a point of winning Games against a team like San Francisco, which leads me into San Francisco. And as the resident college football aficionado of this trio, I am the least surprised person on the fucking planet about Brock Purdy.
0: Yeah, the four best quarterbacks made it to championship weekend.
2: Which I'm not even going to address that comment Excluding on via Garrett my Goff. Twitter.
1: Excluding Garrett golf.
2: <laughs> anyway. Um, people act like Brock Purdy is like come out of nowhere. And I guess in theory, he kind of has going into the season, third string quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, seventh round pick, yada, yada, yada. People fucking forget the year before his junior season, he was projected to be a first through third round pick somewhere in that range, depending on how he played. Then he comes back for his senior year, turns the ball over a bunch. Iowa state has a very disappointing season. They're pretty much carried by Brees Hall, who clearly had success in the NFL pre-injury. But, like, the idea that Brock Purdy is this unheard-of guy that went to some bullshit college, Iowa State is a very well-respected Big 12 program. They they beat Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley there multiple times. Matt Campbell was getting mentioned for many high high-level jobs. So the idea that Brock Purdy is this fucking unheard of nobody, and it's just like, oh, my God, he's fucking – is fucking infuriating. Put some respect on Brock Purdy's name. I have receipts from my Twitter. Brock Purdy's the fucking man, never had a doubt, been the best quarterback on that fucking team, and Shanahan cannot wait for him to blow it in the Super Bowl this year. Spoiler alert.
0: I think Shanahan wants him to win. I'm i sure think he, he wants to the, him to be the I think he wants him to be the guy moving forward. Oh, He's looking for, so that's you, guys, you,
1: pretty clear. I think that's already got reported clear. That, that he was going to be
2: the starter probably in well the probable starter in 23 and that the assistant GM that got hired to be Tennessee's new GM uh was more than likely to try and trade for Trey Lance. Oh, so if
0: you do not let Tennessee get a hold of Greg Roman with Trey Lance, that'll just be a whole new monster for the AFC.
2: I mean, Greg Roman may or may not
0: be my choice for MVP this
2: season. So I'll I'll finish <laughs>
0: <laughs> to wrap up uh my thoughts. He would make on- Trey he would make Trey Lance an MVP next year. I have zero doubt about Market. it. Market.
2: But to to wrap up my, my thoughts on the, the Niners game, um McCaffrey's calf injury is definitely big given his history. Um and calf injuries for running backs is definitely uh you know, a touchy subject. But, um, yeah, overall, Brock Purdy, my shocked face, if you could see it. And uh, Kittle, that catch, he's the fucking man. Best all-around tight end in the NFL. I
0: love Kittle.
1: He has fun out there. Oh, yeah. How can you not like
0: him? All right. Well, that, that leads us into championship weekend. Sunday, 3 p.m., 49ers at Eagles. Eagles minus two and a half over under forty five and a half.
2: What do we have who, on this one? Who who's sparking this off?
0: I'll I can it. go first. Oh go ahead. I can think this line, I think I think this line seems a little bit disrespectful to my Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Frankly, I do. I would
1: honestly <laughs> agree. I I, I think <laughs> if if you, minus
0: two and a half? At home, that's not even that's not even full home field advantage. That's that's disrespectful to the people of Philadelphia and myself.
1: Every fan (laughs) and their mom is going to be strapped to the gills in that stadium, too. Oh
0: my god! It's not going to be a fun place for them to play. They're mean.
2: They they are mean.
0: Um, They made zero mistakes coming out of their first playoff game, so I think that's big. Obviously, they didn't. You know, the score was what it was, but they didn't make any mistakes themselves. Like, they didn't turn the ball over. They didn't have any, like, misblown coverages. Like, they just took care of business, and that leads me to believe they're going to take care of business again. Eagles, yeah, it was minus leg- two it was and a half, leg- half is the play here. Yeah, it was a legit
1: tune-up game for them. And I just think, mindset-wise, like, if you're Philadelphia, you got to feel got to be feeling better going into the championship game than San Francisco. Obviously it's not like San Francisco doesn't think they can win. Obviously they don't think that, but based on the performance, like if you would have, if you would have told me pregame, Tony Pollard gets hurt and Dak throws two picks, I would be like San Francisco blew them out and they still let them hang around for a while. Meanwhile, the, the Eagles literally played a preseason game in the playoffs against Dallas, and they're at home. So I would give them the edge as well, but I'm not going to sit here and say that San Francisco can't win this game either. I oh, think. Well, the only thing is which each each game as you alluded to Jay the stakes rise for Kyle Shanahan so the farther they make it period the more likely they are to lose just cuz it's a bigger game that Shanahan's in even though he's a good coach he is just the biggest choke artist ever so is your
2: are you taking Eagles minus 2 and are you taking the Eagles to cover or just taking them outright or what
1: i would probably parlay the money line with something yeah I wouldn't take them to cover, but I would – well, I mean, it's two and a half, so fuck it. If I was, I'm probably not going to bet just this game out. I'm not just going to bet the outcome. But if I had to pick, I would probably pick the Eagles minus two and a half, honestly. So, my thoughts on this
2: game was, first of all, total disrespect for Dan Quinn and the Cowboys defense by saying that the Niners just let them hang around. I mean, True. come on. Uh, that
1: Uh That is, at worst, the third best defense in the NFL. When Uh, they're playing their best, which doesn't always happen, though. Yeah. Yeah, They did play their best last night. The uh, Dallas defense? Yeah. I thought they played about as well as they possibly could have, to be honest. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they played their best. uh, uh, But throughout the course of the season, they don't always play their best. Yeah,
2: I think a lot of that has to do – I mean, anytime you lose one of your starting corners – I mean, whatever. I'm done talking about Dallas. Yeah. to be honest, I am pro- I would probably, and if I have to make an official pick, I'm taking the two and a half. Uh, give, give me Philly. Um, uh, that pass rush um, against, I mean, Trent Williams is only one man. Uh, the Eagles can bring it from anywhere. Um, Jalen Hurts pretty much, to Josh's point earlier, um, pretty much untouched against the Giants. Um, it gives them an extra week to get healthy. Playing at home is going to be a huge advantage. I think the biggest question for me in this game is the health of Lane Johnson, um, with Nick Posa coming to town and the health of Christian McCaffrey for the Niners. Yeah,
0: Lane Johnson looked, looked good.
2: He did play well. He played well, but he also was limping a lot in that
0: game. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll be a bigger play- challenge this week, no no doubt about that. Yeah,
2: I mean, he's going against the – I mean, if you don't think they're going to put the defensive player of the year one-on-one with a guy who's hobbled a lot, yeah. you know, especially – I mean, D'Amico Ryan in general is just a freak. I mean, best defensive coordinator in the NFL. Um, and then the Niners, I mean, how does Brock Purdy respond in that scenario? On the road, hostile crowd, um, best pass rush in the NFL. And especially McCaffrey's hobbled, I mean, that's huge. Um, So I I think this is definitely going to be potential game of the year. Um, But if I had to choose with this line, give me the hook, give me the two and a half. I I like Philly by a field goal. Um, And it pains me to say it, to be honest. But um, I I love Jalen Hurts. Super humble dude. Um, He deserves all the credit in the world.
0: 100%.
2: (laughs) Could not – if this, I feel like this episode, with the exception of my Josh Allen takes and my Brock Purdy takes, is just me admitting how wrong I was on just about everybody <laughs> between Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, the Jags receivers, and now fucking Nick Sirianni. That dude, talk about a fucking disaster first press conference, and now
1: all of a sudden he's like... A top yeah, coach. I
0: don't think you're alone in that one though. He was. Yeah, he is very suitable.
1: I I do not like him at all, but I will admit he is a good coach. Dude, and don't fucking... forget shooting from the hip on Giants money line either. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, more
2: wrong than right this past week, and honestly this this year pretty much overall. Um, especially when we get to the candy pick it takes, but uh. Anyway, I think yes. you were right about those. Uh, I, love, I love Sirianni now, but at that first press conference, it was a fucking disaster. But um, to to sum everything up, yeah, Eagles minus two and a half. I think we're all on the Eagles, which is alarming. Yeah, I would
0: uh, say- What do we like about 45 and a half? Not that I'm going to bet the side of this, but do you think it's going to be high scoring or low scoring? Slam in the under. Yeah, I would go under. <laughs> that if- would uh... – yeah, that I mean that favors the forty ers if it if it stays if it stays pretty low scoring, but yeah, I mean 20, my part, I, I agree my thought, twenty four
1: Billy, that's not a bad prediction. My thought process is, I mean forty ers best defense. It was low scoring, kept close. This is also kind of my same thought process for why the the Eagles are just going to win outright, but also the under. Kept it close. Brock Purdy did struggle more, just playing a good defense in Dallas. They're now in a hostile environment, playing an even better defense, debatably. So, yeah, I would go under as well, if I the, had to.
2: The story with it is going to be if Brock Purdy gets off to a slow start for a third straight game, because I think you get behind against Philly with that run game. You
1: yeah, they're not going
2: to And as much as I love Brock and... That defense, if that run game gets going, you get down two scores early, I don't think the 49ers have the
1: firepower
2: to come back, especially given Kyle Shanahan's history of blowing leads, let alone coming back from multiple scores.
1: Yeah, he's exceeded all expectations, but at the end of the day, he's still a rookie, and you would be asking him to be coming back from down 10 on the road in a championship game. Like, yeah, that is at the
0: link. At the link. Yeah.
1: Say so
2: it's going to be sub-30 up there. It's going to be crazy. In the words of Nick Saban, Brock Purdy, your arm strength is whatever.
0: All right, Sunday evening, 6.30, Bengals at Chiefs, even over under 47.
2: I think Colin should go last on this. Yeah, I'm dreading this game, so go ahead.
0: Okay, you take this one to start.
2: Josh, you said this is a pick 'em. Correct? I've been checked the line.
0: It is, yeah. The line said it even opened it even.
2: Um, which I'm I mean, sure I, that has
0: to do with the Mahomes injury.
2: I'm sure it does as well. Um, I think people are kind of again overblowing that. I think with a full week, I think he'll be at about eighty to eighty-five percent. Um, which, I mean, he's not the most mobile guy to begin with. Like, him and Burrow, like, they move when they really need to. It's not like they're Josh Allen where, like, they're going to run the ball, like, design quarterback draws, things like that.
0: I will say, historically, Mahomes does run for a little bit more in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, but, again, I think it's more so, like, him. It's
1: just an extension
2: of
0: the play. Yeah, that's true. But it's, like, gets up to, like, 40 yards a game in the playoffs, and and that – That would be.
1: They're all like third down scrambles where he's moving the chains. Those are huge
0: plays. No doubt. But I think
2: Andy Reid being the best offensive coach in the NFL, um, I don't think it's going to be as much of an issue as it looks like right now. Um, I also think, let me just get this out of the way now. I'm taking the Chiefs as much as I don't want to. Well, granted, for me, I would love this game to end in a lose lose.
0: The stadium to just be bombed?
2: Yeah, I think if there could be a tie in an AFC championship game, this would be the game I would like it to be. Um, But I'm taking the Chiefs to get off the schneid against Cincinnati and Joe Burrow specifically. Um, I just think this this year with the Chiefs, um, I think personally, this is probably their most complete team um, all around. You know, they just really hit you from everywhere. I think this was – Um, Again, pains me to say it, but I think this was Mahomes' probably best season.
1: Um, He proved a lot of skeptics wrong in a lot of ways this season. So, yeah, like in terms of – given that he's already won a Super Bowl in terms of, like, personal validation, I feel like that's a fair take.
2: Yeah, but what really – it's weird. So, I'm going with my gut on this pick because I think, even with all that being said, I think Cincinnati – is the better team, and I would take Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes. But I just don't know what it is. I just have this feeling um,
0: in Arrowhead,
2: the fact that they've lost three or four in a row to Joe Burrow. um, I I just feel like all season long this has been kind of like the Chiefs' year, Um, and that's really why I'm going with this pick. I don't really have anything to really support it, other than I just have a a gut feeling, especially in a a pickup game. I think, uh, not giving Kansas City at least a point and a half in Arrowhead this time of year is crazy to me. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm going, I'm rolling with the Chiefs. I don't like it at all. I'm not nearly as, um, convicted as I was with, with Philly in the two and a half. But, uh, yeah, I,
0: I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. Agreed. If it stays at even, I'm taking the Chiefs. I think, I think the Chiefs D line should have success against the Bengals O line. And I think, I think we'll be hearing a lot about that Monday morning that, oh, the, the defensive pressure was just too much. You know, they played well for a couple of weeks, but they couldn't hold on. Like Joe Burrow was under pressure all game. I think we're going to be hearing a lot of that. Um, as for the offense, is he has going to come down to Mahomes? How effective will he be? I agree. A full week on a high ankle sprain. If he has half the healing ability I do, he'll be <laughs> fine. He'll be fine. I had three touchdowns a week later after a high ankle sprain. Not to brag. Other other ideas. If, if the Kansas City Chiefs are listening and want to take ideas for quarterback, uh Done. Kadarius Tony takes snaps. Chad Henney, two quarterback system. I think they figure mm-hmm. it out. For me. Um, I also like the over.
2: Oh yeah, I was gonna pretty, I was gonna follow up with that. And you, yeah, said, you pretty said, big.
0: Uh, forty seven seems seems low, even if it's Burrow versus Chad Henney. I would say forty seven seems low.
2: Give me twenty eight, twenty four. Kansas City. On the I like.
0: Yeah, I like. I like a team getting into the thirties. I think it's gonna take thirty points to win this game. Mm-hmm. Chiefs. Yeah, I do
1: think it's going to be close. I think Pickham is fair, obviously, considering the Mahomes injury, even though it's in Arrowhead, but they won an Arrowhead last year. Yeah, given for the fact that I fucking hate Joe Burrow and want the Chiefs to get their revenge, that would be incredible. But with Mahomes nicked up, I am obviously – Oh, it's already –
0: update. It's already at Bengals minus one.
2: Mm, wow! From okay. this morning. I also have breaking news regarding
0: Stefan Diggs.
2: Yeah. He's just tweeting that, like, defending himself for yelling on the sideline. Just oh, saying, he
0: doesn't need to defend himself. His quarterback played terribly, I understand completely. Anyway, <laughs> back to the game
1: at hand. So, I, I do think it will be close. I would obviously take the Chiefs because... I believe they're the better team, and I think that Mahomes, even if he is at, let's say, what what you guys brought up, 80-85% is still easily a top-10 quarterback, like throwing mainly from the pocket. So I think it is winnable, but I also mainly agree with you, Josh, that I think this is going to come down to the Chiefs' defense, as it mainly does. Getting a stop late, I mean, they were up 21-3, to three at halftime last year and blew it, so I'm not going to hold my breath. The two biggest numbers for me, because I wouldn't bet the game, you know i ride the props with my Chiefs. I think the I would put the over-under total sack line, like you said, at about four and a half, five and a half. Five-plus sacks, they actually put Burrow on his ass. They can win this game by doing that. But if he has three, four-plus seconds to throw, whether it's third and five or third and 15, like, he's just going to fucking hit somebody. Like, we have to put him on the ground to stop that offense. So I think five-plus sacks we can win, and then also we need to run the ball. So, again, my boy Pacheco, if he can get close to a 100 or even break a 100 yards, like, again, if you tell me – Pacheco rushes for 90-plus, and we have five-plus sacks and don't lose, that smells like another all-time meltdown to me where, in theory, I even quit my job this year. I Yeah, I was going to
2: chime in um, at the end and say I think the two keys to the game is, one, uh, running the ball for the Chiefs, and two, the second-half adjustments. Um, That's kind of what the Bengals' defense has lived on all season, is shutting teams down in the second half. Um if that trend stays true, I think that's bad news for the Chiefs. And if the Chiefs are able to run the ball knowing that, you know, Mahomes is hobbled and the Bengals can't stop it, I, I think that's bad news for the Bengals. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they've seen a lot of each other, and Bengals have had most of the success, so I would say that favors the Chiefs. They, they have more adjustments to make with the time to prepare. Yeah, I just can't see. Hard um, to beat a team four times. Yeah, I was going to say,
2: with Andy Reid especially being the opposing coach, I just don't see Zach Taylor and Lou Amarillo or whatever the hell, however the hell he pronounces last name outwitting Andy Reid and dare I say Steve Spagnolo four straight games. Um, I, I think Andy Reid, I think this is the time he, he writes the ship and, uh, yeah, Chiefs get it done.
1: I almost, I would, uh, on a final note before we move on to our last segment or whatever, I, um, I would also just say that the Chiefs need this extra motivation. I mean, that's borderline. The, the Bengals are an absurdly good second half team, no matter what stats you look at, especially on defense. But even last year, they were up 21 to three and you know, I I feel like debatably I with Tyreek Hill, even though they have shown that they are better this year, the Chiefs themselves probably thought that they were better last year and with that huge lead kind of coasted and got caught. So at least I feel confident that that wouldn't happen because of mindset this time around. And this is the fifth straight AFC championship they've hosted. At some point, I mean, I know it's an extremely high standard, but it's like if you're making it to five AFC championships in a row, you've got to start winning some Super Bowls, and this is a great opportunity.
0: All right, and on to MVP talk. Jay, would you like to give us your candidate? I sure
2: would. And for the second straight season, my MVP is Mr. T.J. Watt now before anyone gets their panties in a bunch and rolls their eyes because I'm a Seagulls fan blah 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 I know his numbers did not represent the numbers he had last year as defensive player of the year should have been the second time he won it but uh, I mean the numbers with T.J. Watt versus without T.J. Watt They speak for itself. Um, I'm a stickler for the term valuable and most valuable player. Um, I've had this conversation many a times. I may even brought it up on the previous pod as far as there should be a most valuable player award and a best player award um, or just a quarterback award. You know, like how baseball, they have an MVP and they have a Cy Young award. You know, sometimes they can overlap. Justin Verlander won both. Clayton Kershaw won both. I think there should be a quarterback award, call it the fucking Brett Favre Award or the fuck maybe not now anymore, but you know what I'm saying. Um and an MVP award. Because the Steelers are one and ten with TJ Watt not playing. And the difference in sacks, uh interceptions, points per game allowed, they are just outrageous. Uh the splits with and without him. I mean, look at the team with him this year without him this year even when he came back probably prematurely completely different team um completely different defense i love alex highsmith he had a career year this year a breakout year um he doesn't really have the numbers without tj watt that he does with him on the opposite side look at bud dupree previously you know has those two monster seasons when tj breaks out gets paid by Tennessee. What the fuck has Bud Dupree done without him? Not I a goddamn a thing. So um I'm taking TJ Watt. I'm a stickler for the value uh, in the in the name of the award. Um uh, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but you know, when you when you make that much of a difference in whether or not your team wins or loses, I think that needs to be looked at. When as a lot of these quarterbacks, they have premier backup quarterbacks. I'm not saying they can do the same things, um, but they're capable. Um, I think that's huge. You know, Chad Henney can come in. He can win a handful of games for you. Um, so I know Mahomes is going to be probably the runaway pick this season, but like I said, um, TJ Watt makes too much of a difference, uh, in my opinion, uh, more than anyone else. So I'm rolling with TJ.
0: I also – consider value the biggest thing when looking at this award, which is why I'm going to go with someone whose team won zero games without him on the field. And that's going to be my guy, Jalen Hurts.
2: He's my runner-up.
0: Zero and two without him looked borderline pathetic in one of those two games. Ouch. I don't know. <laughs> and that hurts because I'm a Gardner guy. I'm a Minshew guy. I think I think a lot of people listening will know that.
2: We are this is a very pro Gardner Minshew podcast.
0: That being said, Jalen Hurts brings value. He makes a difference. He gets it done in the air, on the ground. I think he had like 35 total touchdowns, including 13 rushing. You just never know where he's going to attack from. And I mean, my main point is the fact that they are winless without him on the field and have won 14 out of 15 games with him on the field. So I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts for the 2022 MVP. Quick
2: follow-up on that. Um, I think a lot of the issue is – because
0: your point and my
2: point kind of uh, intertwine a little bit in different ways. The issue with Gardner replacing Jalen Hurts is that their backup, although Gardner is probably one of the more talented backup quarterbacks in the NFL and potentially, I I think, still has the talent to be one of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL.
0: He's Um, definitely a top 32 quarterback in the league.
2: But that offense is not an offense that Gardner Minshew should be in. You know, obviously, the RPOs are much less effective when you have someone like Gardner Minshew potentially running or someone like Jalen Hurst potentially running. So I think a lot of that has to play into their lack of success without Hurts. You know, if they had, like I a, say, a, a Tyler Huntley, someone that plays a similar style um, to Jalen, I think maybe they win one of those games. I think it was the first game where Gardner played pretty well but had a pretty uh, the back-breaking pick against Dallas. Um, so I think that plays a lot into it. But again, yeah, you and I agree on a lot as far as, you know, how much do you affect your team's win-loss record? And I think that's why you pick Hertz. I would have him second mind, TJ, because the Steelers have literally won one game out of 11 without TJ Watt, and they're 54-23 with TJ Watt since 2017.
0: So, yes, we agree. Yeah, I mean, I think TJ Watt definitely had a case last year, not so much this year, but I respect your position. Colin, do you want to run down the stats for Mahomes?
1: No, I don't. I'm not even going to bother running down the stats. I just also want to stop and clarify for our millions of listeners out there. <laughs> Jay, not what? a QB wins guy, but huge defensive end wins guy. Let's like get <laughs> that completely that. straight. Um. So I, I guess I'll just answer. Your question of who's the MVP with another question. Are there dicks in gay porn? Is the sky blue? I mean, there are not nearly enough dicks in gay porn. Yeah. The only, the only thing I will concede is that Jay did make an interesting por- a point about possibly separating the award from just who's the best quarterback in the league versus actually who's more valuable. Because I feel like. Mahomes has almost put himself in the LeBron category to make an NBA comparison where it's like,
0: we could just
1: hand LeBron the NBA, the MVP trophy every year, but that's just not and as fun. And debatably should. That, yes, but that's just not as fun. We want a new, interesting storyline every year. It's the easy choice to just hand it to Mahomes, but I still think he played far and away statistically better than the next closest quarterbacks, given that it's a quarterback award. And the whole losing Tyreek Hill thing is, I think, a big narrative that actually helps him out. So I would give it to him. Um Jalen Hurts would be my runner-up as well. I think you made good points for Jalen Hurts. I just if if you were standing up here right now and said, who's the better quarterback between the two and put their numbers up, even with rushing numbers, I think Mahomes still has him. And I just think he's the outright better quarterback and lost his best receiver, who is one of the best receivers in the NFL. So I'm taking Mahomes all day. And I think it's pretty much set in stone at this point. Um, Quick follow-up on that. Um.
2: I disagree fundamentally with your last two points. Um, first of all, I'll get through the first one and probably the most egregious: um, replacing Tyree Kill with Juju Smith-Schuster is basically the same. And I'll, second,
1: I misspoke as well because Kadarius Tony is going to be better than Tyree Kill next year. So if they, they did have not. a one-for-one replacement. But I'm just saying more from a media narrative storyline, which go is synonymous with the MVP. They want it to be a good story. The whole will the Chiefs take a step back with losing, you know, this insane deep threat, I think helps its case. Even and though then, Kadarius Tony is head and shoulders better.
2: And then my second point being, um, I would disagree as far as the LeBron comparison, giving it to Mahomes each year. Because, I mean, I think you, much less than Josh, um, you've come around on Aaron Rodgers. But the last two years, I mean, in terms of statistics alone and regular season going 13-3 back-to-back years, no one can even touch Rodgers the last two years. So I would just disagree with the LeBron comparison. But, yeah, I think this year um, Mahomes definitely, him and Burrow separated themselves in terms of playing the position overall. Um but I don't think they're as valuable to their team as Jalen Hurts was this year. Fair take.
0: All right, and that's a wrap. We'll see you guys next Monday, same time.